All right, ladies and gentlemen, guess what? Guess who is back? Back again. Who? This who? is the Jamie Burgess. Tell At G- I the was Jamie that. Burgess. Dag on it! You're ruining my intro. <laughs> like At the Jamie Burgess. This is Jamie God Burgess. It, they Tom. cut me out for three episodes, and then I'm back here for episode six, and I don't even get the respect deserved from Tom. Nope. Great. <laughs> I know how I felt. But we are time. we are excited to be back for episode six. That's it. I'm pumped up. What are we talking about today? Well, who are we? We are the Who's Capeless here? Crusaders. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that would start right. We are the Capeless Crusaders. It's been a while since you were here, so you know. Yeah, really sure I'm out of the flow. You're rusty, but I appreciate it. Okay. So, me, my name is Curtis. At Calm Down Warning is the handle for Twitter. I'm glad you're finally giving us the right one. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. All right, Tom. Tell them a little bit about how handsome you are. Well, so I'm going to tell you a little bit the origin of my Twitter handle. Um, a long time ago. It no? was on the topic where it fell. <laughs> it's not on the schedule. We're going we're gonna to save okay. that for another well, short we're episode. We're going to write a comic book about it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Okay, so this is Tom. Yep. Uh, my name on Twitter. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram, everything like that. Even Snapchat. It is tall, dark, not ugly. Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this is at DR Barry, and this is David Barry on everything except Snapchat. Dr. Barry. I don't want to see pics. Awkward. <laughs> They're nice. They're super. Awkward still. Uh, I'm Drew McClintic at Drew JMC on Twitter and Instagram. So, so every so. episode, talk about what we're reading, what we're reading, what we're looking forward to, what we're looking forward to, what we're excited about, excited. what we're excited about. You know, excitement. I guess this is excitement. A I'm actually excited for the Iron Fist. Yeah, the Immortal Weapon. Yeah, however it breaks down. Yeah. It's only three episodes out right now, or three episodes issues. Mm. Um, mm. Art is amazing. Whenever there's a flashback, it's this really worn kind of look, and it's folded up like it was in a pocket for years and years and years. Um, it's just it looks amazing. I'm not too familiar with character, but looking forward to where it goes. Iron Fist was one of my favorite when they did. It. I think it was 2008 when they did like a whole like mini series about how he found the other immortal weapons and brought them together. It was nuts. Like like Iron Fist is one of those characters where if you look at his origin. It's like very like you know he had the giant collar him and Power Man in the seventies oh, yeah. like heroes for hire. He basically he followed the kung fu the American kung fu craze of the seventies, um, and then they took him and made him very like very serious like mm-hmm. he's part of this lineage of kung fu masters, and it is super good and I'm really excited for what they're doing now. They're kind of relaunching his origin story, so kind of yeah, yep. it, it's along, along the same lines. It it picks up where the other one left. If you read the other one, it's picked up where it left off. That's so much work. Yeah, it's a lot of work. I'll get it to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll get it to you. But uh, I am excited um, actually for uh, Captain Marvel where they're taking her. Um, now she's in space. She's in space. Um, yeah, the, with the Guardians. Basically, Tony Stark was like, yes. "Hey, I, I wanted a, I want a deep space Avenger and." basically go, like cycling out every year and she's one of the strongest Avengers out there um, and her story is very interesting with a love interest with Rhodey mm-hmm. uh, that was weird when I saw that War Machine slash Iron Patriot um, that was pretty interesting I didn't know that was a thing yeah and yeah. of course along with Captain Marvel's Miss Marvel the new Miss Marvel is pretty sick so who wait okay so who is going into Captain Captain Marvel is going with the Guardians Captain no is it the Captain Marvel Captain Marvel. Okay, so the original Captain Marvel. Yeah. Ready for a history lesson. Billy? Dead. No. No. That's DC. DC. Oh, okay. That's Shazam. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So so that's actually one of the problems of the the two Captain Marvels. Yeah, because there's two Captain Marvels. They have to call him Shazam because of that. Now he's Shazam. Now he's Shazam. Now he's Shazam. 
But so the Captain Marvel in the Marvel universe was a Kree superhero who actually it was really emotionally tearing when they did it. He passed away from cancer. It was yeah. like the one thing he couldn't beat because he was like a champion for life. Okay. And then Carol Danvers, who was involved in an explosion that gave her the same powers as him, she became Miss Marvel. And then after he died, she took on the mantle of Captain Marvel in homage to him. Gotcha. So now awesome. she is Raish Al Ghul. I'm going to hit you. Oh um, so she is now going out into space because these, this new Avengers machine that Tony Stark and Steve Rogers has built is like a well-oiled machine and it's working perfectly to protect the planet. They're sending her into deep space with the Guardians to take care of business. The Got Guardians it. of the Galaxy? Guardians yep. of the Galaxy, yes. Okay. Just confirming. What, do you, what about you, Tom? So I didn't get a chance to read stuff because I was doing stuff. <laughs> um, well, actually, I just wanted to... Tom did successfully graduate college. I don't know if we talked about this. We did this. talk about okay, it. Okay, never yeah. mind. That's all right. It was on last episode. <laughs> Jamie? Um, but the thing is, I did uh, get a, a, a quick glance at uh, God is Dead. It was for my friend's birthday, and he's really into Saga. And I was at uh, a local comic book store that we all know and love, Empire Comics. Yeah, Empire's Comic Vault. Shout out. And um, I was talking to one of the guys, and he's like, oh, we'll try this one out. And uh, he was telling me about how it's pretty much how God is dead, and the, the rest of the other pantheons take over the Earth, and it's all bloody warfare and everything like that. They take over, and... Um, I got a quick look at that. It was really cool how they set the first few pages up, but I didn't get a chance to read the rest of it. But uh, I would definitely pick up the paperback. It's only about like 20 bucks, so it's good. That's for the Snapchats. Um, <laughs> let's see. I, I kind of I didn't do serious comic book reading, but I was fumbling back and forth between um, Crisis on Infinite Earths again oh. and um, just uh, uh, Infinity Gauntlet because my friend Malik has not – he doesn't really know much about it, so I like whipped it out mm. and uh, <laughs> and uh, just went over um, a few panels with him and stuff like that, just so he could see. So like, knows. like classic Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah, yeah, with Adam Warlock. Nice, and all that stuff. Uh, Mag- uh, yeah, and Doctor Strange and everything. Uh, good story. Nice. Yeah, you should read. They did Thanos. Thanos annual. Oh, one, the annual. Yeah, where they're kind of. I think they're. Probably for Guardians of the Galaxy, so we know a little bit about what's going on. But they touch on like all the events of Thanos and what he's done with the Infinity Gems and the Gauntlet. So since he has the reality in the in the time gem, yeah. While he has the Gauntlet, he sends like versions of himself to basically like study and do research. He sends one of himself back because he has like a lapse in his memory. Mm -hmm. So it's like like a projection of his future self with the Gauntlet comes to talk to. A like a like like a past self of him, and it's actually really cool. They talk about the stuff they've dealt with. They go into the future, which looks nuts, where they basically see the end of the universe. Okay, and Whoa. it's it's pretty cool. And also, of course, past Thanos tries to steal the Infinity Gauntlet yeah. from the Ghost Thanos <laughs> because Thanos is, is psychotic. That's the yeah, point. Like right. he's the Mad Titan. It's hilarious and good. Okay, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Check that out. All right. Well, um, because well. The, the comic book. You read. don't have to lie. Just, what are you looking forward to? No, this is what I was. No, this is what I was going to say. I, was, I wanted to get into like some of this sense. stuff. Tom. <laughs> I, the comic book reader that I use on my iPad um, or my e-reader is not uh, not syncing with my box account anymore. It's I don't a, know and, why. And it's actually taken. It's out of the app store now. You yeah, can't, you can't redownload it. If so you it. it really, uh, really sucked. So that was. Con- I'm really a convenience kind of person. If I have to, if I have to hook up my iPad to the computer, it's just too many steps for me. But <laughs> it's DTM. I 
I did actually load it up with about uh, three gigabytes worth of stuff today. Dang. So there's a bunch of stuff on there that I'm going to read this week. What are you looking um, forward to? I'm looking forward to the Doomed event with DC. Uh, uh, it started out apparently pretty weak from what I uh, what I heard, mm-hmm. but uh, the next uh, kind of the next round of, of stories looks like, looks to be pretty good. Uh, Sinestro two, I really liked the first one, so looking forward to getting into that. Um, Original Sin is that getting ready to start? Origi- Original Sin is they have three issues zero three zero one and two. Okay, I started reading zero and I was zero one two three. I think they're on the third. Cool. Okay, so I'm gonna start reading that also. Try to diversify a little bit, it's and I'm actually gonna be looking into getting some uh, classic Ninja Turtles soon. So mm-hmm. when I get into that, it'd be pretty sweet. Um, yeah, I'll comment on your guys' TV episode uh, soon enough. Don't worry. <laughs> Blog it. Blogging it. Yeah, I'm going to blog. I'm going to blog about that so you guys can check that out on the website soon. Sweet. So our topic for this week, talking about what happened with those TV shows um, that Jamie didn't get to participate in. What had happened was... What had happened was, um, I thought we could talk about the comic book adaptations for movies. Maybe touch on TV toward the end so Jamie can get a little bit of ranting done. (laughs) Um, But what do you guys think about what's been happening with comic adaptations who's been successful what do we like I call dibs on Dark Knight okay you can have, you can, you can have Dark Knight <laughs> kick whatever. it off well jeez we, we started this whole thing we didn't even get to shout out the Azorian one that's not even here we didn't, no we did that with you actually we'll, we'll we didn't totally shout you out we didn't shout me out we felt so Fuck bad yeah. no dude by the end we realized we, we didn't we, feel bad no we felt awful <laughs> okay Tom let's, Tom talk about Dark Knight then Take a couple minutes. All right. Obviously, that's the easiest one to pick up because that's been like the big box office hit, and it's the one that redefined a superhero. If you want to still call him, you know, if you call him superhero, you know, a lot of, there's a lot of debacle about the hero superhero thing. No, there's zero zero debacle. He's a superhero. He's okay. a superhero. All right. All right. I'm just saying that for the some of the listeners that will say, "Oh, he doesn't have superpowers." I'm just well, saying. How is he a superhero? Because he's okay. See, he's what he does is very super. super. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. To be extraordinary is, is doing the ordinary. It's not the powers you have. It's but powers. It's not superpowers. It's just powers. Which is a fantastic book from Image Comics. Powers. Read it. <laughs> Who killed Retro Girl? Plug. <laughs> hey, Tom. Okay, he's a superhero. Would you just get on with it, Tom? <laughs> okay, all right. For God's sake. Um, so, obviously, you guys know, directed by Christopher Nolan. Actually, Tom, hold on one second. That's great. Uh, directed by Christopher Nolan, he is a big uh, Hollywood blockbuster director now that everyone knows as a force to be reckoned with when making uh, films, uh, uh, starring with Christian Bale uh, as Batman. And it was funny because I remember when Christian Bale was first going to be helmed as Batman. Everyone now, you know, comparative that everyone thinks that he's like the quintessential Batman character. But when he was first uh, casted, everyone still had a big right against it just the same way people had a problem with Michael Keaton and now everyone's having a problem with uh, Ben Affleck um, everybody has a problem with every Batman that gets casted yeah. honestly though obviously everyone has an opinion and they're always like the expert about it um, the thing about the Dark Knights which is the second in the trilogy that makes it you know to me a great adaptation is that they did uh, enough nods to you know comic book series um, and they also made it an art of its own so film you know i'm the film guy uh it's a young art form and uh, a lot of people just take it for granted as something that can tell a story um but not a lot of people take a look at how well you can paint the scene and how each frame is like a beautiful picture if you just stop once you know, press pause you know watching it you can you know tell a thousand words like a picture um, the cinematography done by wally feister is really good 
uh, really good. It's really awesome. Uh, if you watch any other film uh, with Wally Feister in there, you could just tell that he does all of these huge monumental films and the way that he captures this world, it really makes you feel like it's fully immersive and that you can really get a sense of the whole Gotham experience. Um, but in more of the story and also like, I guess you could say emotional, you know, comic book feel, uh, the Dark Knight really ties into a lot of the postmodern, you know, conflicts that we have of people and chaos and is everyone, you know, just as dark as Heath Ledger's Joker claims. And, you know, he claims that anyone could be bought, anyone could be corrupted. And that's pretty much the big thing with that about that time frame, which was about two thousand eight. Was the summer of two thousand eight where a lot of the world and a lot of the populace of people who are watching movies really felt that okay they're doing some signals here i feel like i'm on a like airplane you're, strip so i'm like you're oh, good. what's going on we're just Sorry. planning we're planning <laughs> yeah yep. they have plans hey tom plans. i'm just a guy you're killing it but yeah. keep going you're doing really good um there's some deep stuff you had there some deep stuff hold on so, yep. uh all right uh so yeah and the thing is that one of the uh, best characters in there which was harvey dent you know he was proclaimed as the white knight um opposed to Batman's Dark Knight, who actually could work within the law and work within the boundaries and actually give hope to um, a dying city, where Batman has to work outside the law and do things, you know, obviously illegal, and try to be that same symbol, but instead, Joker puts it on top of itself, which actually is a big um, ploy to the, sh uh, to the movie, because it talks about how everything going according to plan, when multiple people die in a war situation, it's okay, but when one person who's not in a war situation dies, it's like everyone goes crazy. And it's really, you know, that's a big symbol for later films uh, afterwards, such as like Broken City with Mark Wahlberg, where the system is broken, the system is not working. And that also lays into other themes that were in Batman Begins, where he was talking to Rachel um, Dawes' character about how the system was broken. So, I mean, does anyone else want to tag in on this? I feel like I'm going well, on. I mean, I was, you're getting pretty deep. Yeah. <laughs> about the movie. Yeah. What are we talking about again? It's, this is um, I think okay. this is a lecture at a film okay. class. I'll tell you right adapted now. Adapted comic books. Well, here's what here's my way on, on comic book movies in general. Um, and I was thinking about this today. Is just like comic books themselves, the movies are completely open to interpretation by whoever's making them. It doesn't have to stick. So people complain about, well, this didn't stick to this kind of storyline, or this wasn't true to this story that they, you know that they did here. To me, to be honest, as long as they don't screw up the root mythology of the character, I could care less what the movie is about because it's their version. Uh, it's a live-action comic book. There's always going to be different storylines. There's great storylines that, yeah, they should take inspiration from, but it's their interpretation of it. And um, you know, I think if, if people go into comic book movies like with that attitude they'll enjoy them a bit more. If, if they go into it like it's another book being written by another exactly. author. That's what I was going to say because a lot of comic books themselves end up eventually getting different writers and different, different stories. Artists. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's really no different from that. The only real rule is, is it good or is it not good? Yeah. Right. Well, and I feel like a part of it to your point is if they, if, if they call it a story, if they call it Avengers Age of Ultron, if they call it X-Men Apocalypse, X-Men Days of Future Past, then they have a story they have to follow. Right. That's when adaptations are – that's when it becomes strained. That's when it's like, well, how well do they stick to the source material? They write their own story. Then it just needs to be good and standalone because if it didn't, it's like, well, they didn't – write. you know, they, they had all these options for these great stories that were already written and they tried to write their own and it wasn't that great. And it's also about the mythology thing, that's my biggest issue with, say, Green Lantern making Parallax a cloud. Yeah. 
Galactus was a cloud. Fantastic too. Four making Galactus a cloud. Like that kind of that mentality like that was just And you're gonna tell me that it was more it was cheaper to make Parallax a cloud than it was to have him just as a freaking human being with a costume on? Yeah. Come on. My yeah. gosh. Give me Marlon Brando. Oh, oh God help us. So <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I get to talk about mine now. Yeah, I go really for it. Liked, uh, this is going to blow everyone's away. Catwoman. I think it was great. Holly Berry did a really... Keep going. <laughs> I'm Earth joking. We're, I'm so we're looking oh, okay. I started breaking a sweat Honestly, there, Curtis. I was going to punch I really you right wanted, I really wanted to hear your point. <laughs> well, like, this is right. right. <laughs> like, all right. Dream of, right? All right. <laughs> what, dream of. Whatever, whatever works. Yeah. No, um, I'm going to go with Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. That was killer. Edgar Wright. Baby. That one. Hey, dog, I wish, dog. Edgar Wright. I just dropped the bomb, baby. Yeah. Yeah, Scott, Pil- Scott Pilgrim was one of those ones where like the book was so kind of like ridiculous and over the top. And then they made the movie ridiculous and over top. Like they didn't they didn't try to make it serious. They didn't try to be like, no. okay, well, we're gonna cut out the cartooniness. They brought the cartooniness. They brought the video game sounds. Mm-hmm. They yeah. brought the coins and the, the walking in and out of her mind and the worlds. And it was one of those things where, even though the book was so incredibly like long, and they definitely had to cut out a lot of it, you didn't care because they still did so much of it, and it was so well done. They also had the Human Torch, aka Captain America, and Brandon Routh's Superman. Brandon Routh's character in the movie that was, was great. So, the vegan, scenes, he's yeah. a vegan, right? Vegan yeah. powers. powers. And they also had uh, Thomas, Thomas Jane, Jane. as Punisher yeah. as the vegan police. Yep. Oh, jeez, I forgot it about. It was so. There was good. a lot of people in that movie that yeah. I forgot about. Yep. Good call out, Curtis. And you're welcome. All right. I'm glad you came. See, that's the, you, you go with Catwoman, and then you come back with that. That's, that's how Curtis does He's it. thinking. He, yeah, he, he fakes you out, and then he hits you with the right. Yep. Um, I'm actually left-handed. Oh, even better. That's like, that reminds me of a panel <laughs> from Daredevil, right. actually. <laughs> that I was reading the other day. He's going back and forth with the Shroud, and the Shroud is also blind. Mm-hmm. And they're fighting each other, and they're like, and you see him like thinking, like, parry, parry, punch, left. And then he's like, oh, well, you're pretty good. And Daredevil's like, oh, well, you're pretty good, too, except for the fact that I'm left-handed. And then he just cracks him with the left hand and knocks him out. It was awesome. Sweet. (laughs) Anyway, what about you, Jamie? Well, what is my favorite comic book adaptation? And this is talking about movie-wise, too. We're not talking about TV or anything like that. Yeah. um, Yeah, and you said successful, right? Yeah. (laughs) One that did well. What's made it successful, you know? Well, I mean, I... Well, successful doesn't really mean not money. Successful inter- interpretation. Interpretation. Yeah. yeah. If we thought it was successful, why? I thought, um, I thought, uh, you know, I kind of struggle with. But again, it goes back to my initial point of the characters and their storylines can be kind of interpreted a little bit differently, and it's still okay. And I thought Man of Steel did a pretty good job. Uh, and of course, I'm a fanboy about it, but yeah. whatever. It's um, they did a good job, I think, at making Superman. Pretty large, you know, larger than life in in the sense of his powers, and I think you know if, if his sequel hadn't been just stolen from him, just taken then, off the road by the Justice yeah, League, by Batman. There's a plan. Well, yeah, there's a plan, but he's still not going to get his standalone movie to create it to make him the hero that he is and that everybody loves. Instead, we, we, we've, we've had the setup, and now it's kind of like he yeah. can get his own movie, and then because you don't even have, I mean. Jamie's all upset that Superman doesn't get his own movie. Yeah, I am upset because he puts, you know, they set it up perfectly for an ongoing Lois and Clark Superman adventure to make it, you know, I feel like they went through a little bit of growing pains as far as story goes in order to set up a better story um, going forward. Uh, That being said, I think some of the things that they did with Superman's speed and some of the villain's speed 
that we saw uh, later on with like Quicksilver in Days of Future Past. I think some of those cinematic um, special effects were really, really cool. That's why I really liked this. Really well executed, and it really makes me yearn I for a Flash movie. I thought the with the Feora. Yeah. Feora. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. When it was one of the best ones in... When the military in came in, and she just took, she just did a beeline between all of mm-hmm. them. Oh, that was the best part. I literally oh, how about when um, the uh, giant dude jumps up and just pops the guy's head? Oh, like a cherry up in, in the, in the airplane. airplane. He jumps on the plane yeah. and just cracks open the <laughs> cockpit and just the guy just blows up. He yeah. literally just explodes into blood. I was like, oh, that's awesome. I was literally like, where where was Zack Snyder at when Dragon Ball Z was being made? Because that's oh, how the fighting sequence should have been. Yeah. But you know what? I cannot believe I just speaking of Zack Snyder, Watchmen. I absolutely loved love. Here's loved the thing: Watchmen. if you want to talk, if you want to talk about sticking to your source, source material, material, Watchmen. But. It's yeah. so funny because he got Except so, for the biggest thing at the end that he changed. Because yeah. it was, I mean... Oh. But, it, but he wrote it in to make sense. I, it, it was, totally it was okay. I it, was, no, it, it made sense in the movie. Instead of a big monster. Except, instead of a big alien monster that lands in New York and then has like a psychic explosion that kills all these people, they drop a nuke, which makes so much more sense because that was one of those things that was a little too comic booky to make into a movie, which I get. But other than that, it was straight straight on like perfect he got a lot of flack for that too like yeah. a lot of his producers said that he like he's a slave to the source material and everyone's giving him crap but so, the thing was he took that comic book and brought it to life like it we, we were watching the comic book on the big screen as far as stylization lighting just his style in general lended it so well to that uh, to that movie Watchmen is possibly like the greatest graphic novel I've ever read in my life like comic books I've read good comic books you know but graphic novel wise Watchmen is like hands down one of the best limited series ever and the Watchmen movie is to date the best graphic novel movie that I've seen I remember when I was like I'm gonna date this I was in high school when uh, that movie came out and I said I need to buy the book before wow, I, I watch feel the old movie, right? <laughs> I need to buy the book before I watch the movie and I was reading it and I remember like the day before it came out I was like on the last page like okay I just gotta finish this I gotta finish this I gotta finish it and watching it, it literally... The thing I want to talk about is the soundtrack that they oh. used. Because it totally brings that that era back to life. So with the... I mean, the one part with the... Simon Garfunkel? Simon mm-hmm. Silence? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, during the funeral scene, uh. which like totally brings back different um, feels. Because that that's a really iconic song they use in The Graduate. So it's really good. So I have, I have two... Kind of two points. One is just... I mean, not just as an adaptation, but an adaptation of a character. As far as, I mean, like, because we, we see people where, like, you know, he is that character. Like, he defines that character. No one defines a character the way Hugh Jackman defines Wolverine. In my mm. opinion, you know, if we're, even if we're not talking about, like, you know, maybe the, the, the movie adaptations themselves weren't the greatest. Some of them have been, some of them haven't. But... Hugh Jackman as Wolverine is the single greatest. Everyone looks at him and says, "That's they, they see the parallel. They're the only thing. The only thing wrong with him is that he's too tall, and no one cares because Wolverine's always a little guy. No one cares because Hugh Jackman hits it so perfectly. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. But my other point <laughs> is, and this is one that it it's not, it's not uh, my favorite adaptation because it hasn't happened yet. But one I'm looking forward to, because I actually just read the book, is um, The Kingsman Secret Service, which is based on Mark Millar's Secret Service. And Mark Millar has had already had a couple adaptations, Kick-Ass Kick-Ass 2, where both Millar 
stories. Mm-hmm. Um, if they do it, he he wrote Old Man Logan. He wrote Civil War. He's wrote the Ultimates. He wrote Ultimate X Men. So he's done a lot of source material. If you think about it, can you do that one comic you made me get at Comic Book Day? Star, yeah, Starlight. That's the new yeah. one he's doing, which is awesome. But so Drew and I saw the preview for it, and we were like, "Oh, isn't that based on a comic book?" And Drew hey, knew. I was there too. Jamie. <laughs> Jamie was also there, but Drew was the one that was like, oh, I think that's a book. Yep. Jamie was just like, Lolly Dog, call it Firth. <laughs> hey, no, I knew that was a book. <laughs> okay, I didn't. Did you? I was Rude. like, mm, talk So, Shit. yeah, so I, I, we, we, I read the book just in like the last two days. I burned through all six of them. And mm. I'm already a little, not, not shaky, but wondering it, what changes they're making because it seems like the the kid doesn't know who Colin Firth's character is almost like he's like, Hey, I'm, you know, your guardian angel. I'm going to pick you up or as a stalker. A, exactly. As opposed to in the book, it's his uncle who, who keeps bailing him out and eventually says, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to set you straight. Now I'm going to put you into this school. I'm going to, you know, you're going to become a spy. So I don't know what they're going to do, but it still looks awesome. Right. What do you think, Drew? I, I got nothing. Um, <laughs> I was trying to think. I, I appreciate the realness that they try to bring to Batman. Um, but I still miss that super powered kind of feeling. Yeah. So I'm sorry. That's okay, Jamie. Excuse <laughs> you. Right. Um. Uh-huh. So I'm. I feel like, like Batman and Robin took it too far. Batman Forever took it too far. Yeah. But you want to see a little bit more of that. I I'd like the super powered aspect or the crazy aspect of some of the people, and Joker was definitely crazy. Um. But I'm gonna go with Avengers because it was awesome to see all those characters together um i hadn't really read any of the books that i can think of before that or it was all the new adventures so i never really got to see the collection that was on screen on the page um but i still felt like they were portrayed very well it was a storyline that wasn't necessarily in the books they wrote it after the fact actually like they, they introduced it introduced the uh, uh the chitari into the marvel universe there's a legality thing for chitari's yeah, because it's supposed to be invading Skrulls invading. Right. But Skrulls are with Fantastic Four. Dang it, are you kidding me? Yes. Oh. So it's Fox who owns the right to the Skrulls, which is why they did bring the Chitari, which were originally from the Ultimate Universe. Dang it, I didn't know that. So yeah. It's, so are we, are we never, oh, uh, that means. Uh, well, I think the Chitar- no Chitari invasion. equals Skrull. But they, well, I mean, they, they're the equivalent of the Invader, but the Chitari aren't the uh, shapeshifters the way Correct. the Skrulls are. Right. Because the whole thing about the scrolls is it's like, you know, who knows who you're talking to. So that might be a downside to you. It. It's only a matter of time before I feel like all the rights will go back to Marvel anyway. I, I don't know if they're necessarily all going to go back, but I would I would love to see collaboration. I would love to see it's not just, you know, Fox working with Marvel Entertainment. I would love to see it's Fox and Marvel Studios working with And Marvel can I jump on the, also with Avengers? Jump all you want. Well, the thing about if the people who are new to movies and they saw all these like one-off characters, you know, these characters like Iron Man movies and the Thor movies and Captain America, and finally seeing Avengers, um, it's something that TV has done so well. I know there's not a TV episode, but it relates back to the audience and how it rewards the audience for watching all these movies for about almost five, ten years, and then finally doing a movie where they're all together and you know collaborate. So I mean, comic book lovers or people that never watched or read a comic book can finally see characters that work together in the same universe the way that like other novels have done so far. Zack Snyder was confirmed for uh, Justice League, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Valid point, Jamie. Valid point. I was just wondering because, uh, I mean, they're obviously taking a page out of Marvel's uh, playbook there, but I think uh, that would be pretty, pretty something to look forward to in the next, uh, you know, four years or so. 
and I think that's a cool, you know, uh, statement that you made about the whole superpower feel with Batman. And how it, like you kind of missed that. Um, however, I mean, I, I don't want to go back straight into the Dark Knight thing, but that's what I think is really cool about Batman is that he can be very um, adaptable to different, uh, you know, you could do the superhero words are very fantastic, and that's why they're doing with the Justice League. Uh, it's going to be really hard because you've never seen him work with anyone like that. The closest thing was like Batman and Robin Bane, which is horrible. Um, and uh, But then the whole Dark Knight, you know, Nolan trilogy had it very grounded to earth, and it was like super realistic where... You know, there was bar- there was no supernatural events at all. Mm-hmm. So he worked with Catwoman, though. Yeah, exactly. Who's just a cat burglar? Who's, yeah, who's cat just yeah, very acrobatic. They kept it very realistic. No superpowered anything. So even mm-hmm. the quote unquote Lazarus Pit that everyone thought it was going to be the Lazarus Pit, which was actually metaphorical for that prison and everything like that. So yeah, yeah. that was even taken out of it. The and you know how Liam Neeson in Dark Knight Rises was cast to play back. Everyone's like, "Oh, has he come back? Has he come back?" But it was just a just a vision. Vision, yeah. So here's what I think. I think this this topic that Drew has brought up uh, is one we could go on with for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think what we should do is when we get a Steve's back in here, uh, we should have our next episode. Uh, we should maybe talk about some more of this maybe like what we actually want to see like a storyline or a character that we haven't seen yet that we want to bring in maybe who maybe one that's coming down the line but we think should actually be involved with it oh yeah I think that's a Steve right there <laughs> we'll oh hi him, no. we'll get him back in here um, <laughs> anyway what about Jamie did you want to talk oh, yeah. about the TV did shows real quick TV? and how well, they adi- well I'd love to talk about TV shows but I mean I don't know I could talk about like well Tom made a good I don't you guys were talking about The Flash last time, and I was just going to talk about how excited I was about it, why I love The Flash so much. and But it could really go into what I want to see out of him in a movie as well. Mm. But it kind of just goes on. I know you guys were talking about Reverse Flash last time and how he kills um, Flash's mother. And it's just such... The, the, uh, the coolest thing about that in general, a little bit of a mind twister. Let's see if I can get it out here the right way. Without... Professor Zoom killing the Flash's mother. He doesn't become the Flash. Without him becoming the Flash, Professor Zoom never gets his powers. He never gets pissed off and wants to become it, yeah. They are so reliant on each other. It's going to be really kind of cool to see how they introduce, play on the time. Obviously, he's traveling through time to -hmm. kill his mother. He's going to be, he's not the first speedster, but in a sense, he is the first speedster because he comes back before Barry has his powers. So, I don't know. It's kind of cool. I think they can really play. Those, those, that time. We've all seen superhero, super villains that who create their superhero counterparts, such as you know Nicholson's Joker making Keaton's Batman. Um, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. But that is really good, I guess, with speedsters that can travel through time because it creates a big, you know, time paradox thing. It's like who came first, chicken or the egg, the villain or the hero? Do they are they you know they need each other? Yeah. So it, well, Killer Frost is going to be in it too, which would be pretty cool. Killer Frost. Yeah. Eventually. Yeah. Well, she's yep. she, her character is in it, but she's not Killer Frost at that point. It's like yep. the you know prequel Killer oh, Frost. That's deal, good. That's yeah. character development. Yeah, I like that. What's the what's the Te- de- technically Jay Garrick was the first Flash, was he not? True. Yeah, that's then I don't true. think they're gonna. I, I don't think know if they're going that way. Go that way. The first Flash, but yeah. yeah, another Earth. We'll be doing the whole. Yeah, who knows? Maybe another Earth thing. Maybe they'll touch on that on the yeah. Justice League movie. They'll use uh, Jay Garrick 
What's, instead. what's the what's mm, the ice powered what's the ice powered supervillain with the hood and like the little glasses? Yeah. Captain Cold. 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 Captain Cold. Cold. Bring him in. He's so freaking cheesy. Yeah. I love it. They will. They'll, they'll, Solomon Grundy. Flash's rogue gallery. Solomon Grundy. Was awesome. Grundy. He was in. They're Arrow. awesome. Mm-hmm. They're, they're really cool. Was? Solomon Grundy. When? He's in Arrow. Yep. Yeah. Oh, season two. Dang it! Now I have to watch it. Cyrus Gold. You were going to anyway. I know, but now I gotta watch it even more. Oh, Is he actually like attention to it? Yeah. That, oh, I didn't even That was Solomon Grundy who rolled up on Diggle Whoa. in the apartment. Hey, and I wanted to. I don't know if I've talked to you guys about this. Maybe I talked to Drew about it. Just putting it out there. John Diggle, Diggle being his middle name or alias uh, for oh, no. John Stewart. Instead of mm-hmm. John Diggle, we got John Stewart. He'd be a perfect uh, John Diggle Stewart. Green Lantern for the. Uh, He's got the army background. Yeah, he's got the army background. He's got the military background. He would he's look pretty good. badass. He would look he's good. fit. He's got the the kind of like the calculation part, which hmm. is the whole thing about John Stewart is that he yeah. and his, he is, his his constructs are always so detailed. And he's kind of the voice of be cyborg. You'd rather him be cyborg? I, I see him they be cyborg. They already have a cyborg though. Oh yeah, they already do. They cast him. Oh, they, oh, they, they did cast a cyborg. Now. However, but that's for the movie. Universe. Going off the source material. Yeah. They've introduced Diggle into Green Arrow, the storyline. So we know in the comic books there's they're two separate characters. But, but they haven't they haven't introduced John Stewart into the Arrow um, correct into that storyline. Yes. From what I understand they just cuz I was reading some reviews the other day Arrow 31 is supposed to be a really good jump off point for um, so new readers into Arrow. Oh. John Diggle is there and things like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was just my thought That's I would a, love to see him end up being John Stewart from watching the show. Good call. Yeah. Idris Alba well, yes. 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 I just want Idris Alba to be anybody. Anybody. I want him in a DC or Marvel universe. I don't care who he's he is. He's in the Marvel universe. He can be like Luther. Marvel I don't universe. care. Oh, yeah. No, I know. Dang it. It's time doll. Yeah. Dang it. It's okay. That's happened. The guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. No, no that's... That's Dejan Hunts you or whatever. That's oh. the guy from Constantine. But who should be um, Black Panther? No. He should be Black yeah. Panther. No, you're talking... Dejan Hunts you should totally be Black Panther. Yeah. No, no, no. He's the pursuer. He's Korath the pursuer. And have you seen the... They only have a still of it so far, but they show Ronan the accuser. That's the guy with the hammer. Right? That's the guy with the hammer. And from what I saw in the still, it looked bad. <laughs> but it's just a still. That's the problem. It's just like a... Oh, they released new Guardian of the Galaxy footage. And is it? And in the, he's in it. Does he look good? He looks good. Okay, I need to see it then. It's like one second. I need to see it. And Thanos is going to be... Because uh, the, whole, the whole thing about it is... And that, this again, this, this, so this is sticking to source material. Guardians, from what I'm gathering... It's going way out there because it's basically making the Kree or like slaves to Thanos, like Ronan and the and Korath, Pursuer and the Accuser. It's almost like the Kree army is part of Thanos' like pirate space army. Oh wow. Which is kind of throwing me off. I don't care. Again, it's one of those things where it's like it's a they have to set it up. If they write the story and they set it up, I don't give a <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like when I saw that and it's like Ronan's gonna be the main bad guy, I'm like, Ronan has been on and off villain hero. But it's kind of he's always opposed Thanos in my experience. So who knows? Well, maybe that's the reason why they're introducing Thanos in this movie. I'm wondering, so I'm wondering if he's got them enslaved and, then, and they can free him. Well, it'd be cool if they have him as a villain, and then the whole line of you know my the enemy of my enemy is my friend. True. And then bring him in. Word. We may or have they might to just save pull like a Hawkeye where he goes oh, back, God. and then they oh, just bring him back. We'll have, have to say some of this conjecture for the next episode. Yeah. yeah. Let's let's wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. Wrap it up. Wrap it up, yo. Okay. Next time. Next time. The same conversation, but with Anthony Steves, the Azorian one. The Azorian one. So, yeah. my name, my name is David Barry. Who are you? I'm Drew McClintock. Okay, who are you? I'm the Jamie Burgess. Hey, and also, my Twitter's going to start getting a little better, I think. Yay! You retweeted a video, so I like yeah. it. Yeah. Well, yeah, we're also, also going to YouTube channel. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll talk more about it next time. Like, comment, subscribe.
And my name is Curtis. Yeah. <laughs> my name is Ekapun Thomas Piporsu. You can All call right. me Tom, though. Good night, everybody. And good luck. Okay.